As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I want to encourage you to check out our other podcast. Uh, every two weeks we post a public domain detective uh, story at uh, Public Domain Video Theater. All you need to do is go to videotheater.greatdetectives.net. You can also view these on our YouTube channel at youtube.greatdetectives.net. We have The Amazing World of Radio, where we host special uh, podcast uh, series for holidays. We're just uh, getting to the end of our uh, Orson Welles Les Miserables uh, podcast. And you can subscribe to that podcast at amazing.greatdetectives.net. We finally have the Classic Comics podcast, where I look at and examine comics, really looking for those that are outstanding and good. Enough to be called a classy comic. Check it out, classycomicsguy.com. All right, well, now it's time for our final episode of Rocky Fortune. The original air date, March the 30th, 1954. And this one is The Boarding House Double Cross. Frank Sinatra, transcribed as Rocky Fortune. Here's 
Frank Sinatra, starring as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune. Hi, did I ever tell you about the time I decided to give up my place on Bleakman Street and find a new room? Oh, not that the place was bad, but when I started using my mailbox as a numbers drop, I decided it was time to find a new pad, which I did. The only trouble was the landlady. She wanted to collect the first month's rent and blood. And when I objected, a superintendent tried to terminate my lease on life. Hello? Anybody home? Hey! Where's the management? Right behind you. Put up your hands. What is this? You tell me, bright boy. I'm looking for a room. What brought you here? The sign in the window that says room for rent. Now, would you mind pointing that horse pistol the other way? What's your name? Julius LaRosa. What's yours? Oh, uh, you're a wise guy? Listen, Sammy, put down the artillery and let's Who get that... Who is it, Lenny? This joke was one around inside, Ma. The door was open. The sign said room for rent, so I came in. You want to rent a room? That's the general idea, Ma. Put away the gun, Lenny. Ma, how do you know who this character is? Put it away. Thanks, Ma. We've been having trouble with thieves lately. Lenny thought maybe you was one. Well, I'm glad you protect your guests. Do you have a room? We got one vacancy on this floor, third door down. Can I see it? This way. Five dollars a week in advance. This is a peachy view of the garbage bin. Take it or leave it. Well, I'd like to leave it, but I need a flop until I can locate an apartment. I'll take it. Five. Wait till I get the vault open, will you? One, two, three, four, five. No heavy drinking in the rooms. Keep off the second floor. That's where me and Lenny live. It's a deal. You keep off my floor, and I'll keep off yours. I ain't joking, mister. You set foot on those stairs, and Lenny's liable to lose his temper. When Lenny loses his temper, he's liable to do anything. Anything. Well, welcome to 55 Bishop Street. My name's Thompson. You call me Ma. That's touching. If you go out at night, be careful. This is a tough neighborhood. <laughs> I come from a pretty tough neighborhood. This ain't pretty tough. It's real tough. Oops. I parked my duffel and flopped down on the mattress, which is a cross between a sack of cement and the Aberdeen Proving Grounds for light, medium, and heavy tanks. No sooner do I close my eyes than the door opens. In walks a little bald-headed guy about 40 wearing rimless glasses. A cast of milk toast if I ever seen one, and I seen several. What? What, what, what are you doing here? What do I look like I'm doing? Playing Scrabble? Do you believe in knocking? Get out of this room. Oh, you've got to get a little bigger before you talk like that to a full-grown man, Buster. Where are my things? Where, where's Helen? I ain't seen your things. And the only Helen I know is Helen of Troy, and she moved to Utica about three years ago. So very funny. I didn't think it was that good. It wasn't. Now, see here. I want you out of our room, and I demand to know Something where... Something wrong, Mr. Fortune. This billiard head keeps acting like somebody's in the wrong department. Mrs. Thompson, what, what is this man doing in my room? Who are you? Who am I? Why, I, I'm Gerald Kinsey. My, my wife, Helen, and I have, have uh, we've had this room for a week now. Mister, you're nuts. 
I ain't never seen you in my life. Never seen me? I... Why, I paid you a week's rent this morning. My, my wife, Helen, was... I don't know anybody named Helen except Helen the Troy, and she... He knows, he knows. Come on, Horace, get out of here. Oh, are you all out of your minds? What is this? You heard me, Homer. Vanish. I, I, I demand my wife. I demand... You demand a belt and a mouth if you don't beat it. I, I, I will now. I'll... I'll... Something wrong, Ma. We got a stray bed bug. He thinks he lives here. Lenny, Lenny. You remember me, uh, Gerald Kinsey, my, uh, my, my wife, Helen, and I were... What's he talking about, Ma? Lenny! Look, Zeke, you got the wrong house, maybe, huh? R- wrong house? Why, uh, this is 55 Bishop Street, uh, room one, my, uh, my wife and I were... Lenny, show him the door. Let's go. I will not go. I demand my wife. I demand oh, my wife. One, two, and away we go. Take your hands off of me and I'll... You nothing. Now get out. And if you come back here, I'll kill you, understand? I'll break every bone in your body. Ow! Ow! I watched Lenny give Gerald a bicep like he was a sack of old feathers, and then I start to unpack. Inside the dresser drawer, I spot a cufflink with the monogrammed initials GK on it. Also, there is some spilled face powder. I put the cufflink in my pocket and lie down on my bed to think things over. I'm just starting to doze off when I hear a sound at the window. So I make like I'm asleep and I wait. A second later, Gerald slips into the room with a medium-sized paving stone in his mitt. He tiptoes over to the bed and gets ready to drop the concrete on my skull as I mousetrap him. Hold it! Drop it! Come on, drop it! Ouch! My arm! You're breaking it! Drop the Mickey! Now sit down! Please. You better start talking, Sonny. I'm going to get rough, too. Who are you? My name's Rocky Fortune. I just rented this room. They forgot to tell me it was an outpatient clinic for Bellevue. You're, you're not with them? With who? I'm not with anybody. Oh, oh then, then you've got to help me. Give me one convincing reason. Listen, you've got to believe me, mister. For the past three days, my wife and I have lived in this room. This morning, I went out to look for a job. When I came back, just now, they rented the room to you. Uh, they're just pretending they never saw me. They, they've done something to my wife. I know they have. Why should they? I don't know. They, they, they may be in some shady business or something. Maybe she found out about it. But, oh, please, please, you must believe me. Hold it, hold it. Your initials are G.K., aren't they? Uh, why, yes. Uh, Gerald Kinsey. You ever see this uh, cufflink? What? Why, that's the one I lost. Helen and I looked all over for it. It was under the shelving paper and some newspaper in the dresser. But whatever, that, that should prove I lived here. It's enough to go on, Gerald. You see, the whole thing is a plot to... Shh. Huh? Fortune. Just a minute. Just a minute. Look, you better use the emergency exit. Out the window. If Nature Boy finds you in here, he'll take you apart like a jigsaw puzzle. What, what, what'll I do? I got a friend who's a cop. 21st Precinct, Sergeant Finger. Huh? Tell him I sent you and bring him back here, quick. Open it up! I'll beat it. Remember, Finger, Sergeant Hamilton J. Finger. I thought I heard somebody talking in there. Talking? Oh, that was me. I always talk to myself. Oh, that's a bad habit. I never listen to it. Huh. That's a good one. It'll keep you out of trouble. What kind of trouble did you have in mind? The kind where they bury you. Remember it. 
And then he goes upstairs, and I settle down and wait for Gerald and the gendarmes. After a couple of minutes, I hear the steps creak. I crack the door in time to see Grandma carrying a brown paper bag to the back of the hall. She takes maybe two steps and stops. You're liable to get your nose caught in the crack of that door, Mr. Fortune. I could spare a little. We like the border to keep the door closed. Yeah, you and Lenny are a couple of real trusting souls, ain't you? I told you we've been having sneak thieves. Uh, can I help you with that paper bag? Just going out back to put the garbage out. I can manage. Just trying to be friendly. Try it with the door closed. Sure, Ma. I hear Ma go out the back door with a bag of uh, garbage. After about 20 minutes, I hear her close the door and go up the steps again. I figure either she went all the way to the city disposal plant with that stuff, or it wasn't a bag of garbage. After things quiet down, I tiptoe down the hall and open the back door. There's a small yard with a high concrete wall. It's filled with broken bottles, old almanacs, and other valuable stuff. At one end is a small wooden shed big enough for a half a dozen garbage cans with a cheap padlock on the outside. Just in a hunch, I go over to the shed and knock. Anybody home? Why would anybody want to put a padlock on the garbage? Anybody here besides you chickens? Okay. We'll just do a little lock picking and have a look. Wow. Don't tell me the housing authority has this place listed as an apartment. You're Helen, right? Who are you? My name is Rocky Fortune. How does that guy rate a knockout like you? Are you... Are you working for Gerald? <laughs> More or less. He and I seem to share a room. Listen, you've got to help me. Maybe we better close the door. Just in case Lenny decides to check on his guests. Why have they got you locked up here? I, I don't know. Ma and the big one, Lenny, they must have drugged me or something. You've got to tell that to Gerald. They locked me out here. They told me they'd kill me if I made a sound. No kidding, mister. What are you so scared of me for? You tell Gerald. I wouldn't want him to think I left him on my own or anything. You know how he gets. You have been drugged. I'll take it easy, kid. We'll have you out of here in no time, as soon as I figure out a way. Believe me, don't you? I didn't run away from Gerald. Honest, I didn't. Did you want to? We had a big fight this morning. But I didn't mean what I said. It's those people, Ma and Lenny. They put me out here. All right, come on. Let's get out of here. The fragrance from these garbage cans is a little bit too... Uh Uh-oh. What is it? That was the back door to the house. Here comes Lenny and Grandma. You'd better hide. Where? In my pocket? The garbage can. Smart girl. Okay, put the lid on. Hey, turn on the air conditioning, will you? I'm feeling a little bit like a rotten pimento in an undersized olive when it dawns on me that Lenny's going to notice that the lock has been opened. He does. We out here, Ma? I just brought her some food. The lock is open. I locked it. Uh, It didn't open itself. You've got to be careful. I told you I locked it. Well, we better go in. Food okay, dearie? Yes. You better finish it. We're getting you out of here in about 15 minutes. Out? Your husband was snooping around. Things might get a little too hot. Where will you take me? Oh, I know a nice quiet spot where nobody will look in a million years. I got to borrow a car. As soon as I get it, we move out. Come on, Ma. You better take the full garbage cans out front for the collection, Lenny. What's today? Tuesday. We got a load of stuff. Okay. I'll stay here and watch Mrs. Kinsey. Here's the gun. 
I'll just throw this one out first. What you got in here, old lead? For a couple of minutes, I die while Big Lenny rolls me out to the front of the house to be picked up by a gent from the sanitation department. As I feel myself lifted into the truck, I decide I'll keep quiet till Lenny gets back to the house. It's then that I hear the machine that grinds the stuff. Okay, Charlie, toss up that next can. What's the matter, Charlie? You forget to eat your crispy crunchies? Come on, let's have it. Hey, I see what you mean. Now, let's get the cover off this one and take a look. Hey! Pardon me, Sam. Is this the subway to Jackson Heights? What are you doing in that can? Can? Holy mackerel, I thought I was in a subway car. Give me a hand, will you, Sam? Yeah, sure. Are you nuts, Buster? I guess I am, Sam. Would anybody in his right mind get into a garbage can by mistake? I'll see you around. I shake a few breadcrumbs out of my hair and climb up the truck. I sneak back into the house and make for my room. I get there and hear voices inside. I told you to stay away from here. I want my wife, Lenny. And I'll, I'll kill you if you don't tell me where she's hiding. Go ahead. Pull the trigger. You haven't got the gut to kill anybody. It won't be the first time. It may be the last. Let go my throat. Rocky, Rocky, hit him. A pleasure, pal. Is he out? Like a busted street lamp. I guess you saved my life. How come you didn't get the cops? I got a gun instead. I was determined I'd handle it myself. Somehow you just don't seem the type. Anyway, I located your ever-loving wife. Helen? Where? They got her stashed in a wooden garbage shed in the back. Oh, I'll get her. You stay here and keep the gun on Loverboy in case he recovers from that belt I gave him. Oh. I'll get Helen. Okay. Maybe that's best. And keep an eye out for Ma. I don't think she's going to like us. I leave Gerald and Lenny in my room and slip on my way out to the shed. I do another hairpin job in the lock and open it up. Helen's sitting on a stack of old newspapers, waiting. Helen? Rocky, you all right? Yeah, except for a slight tinge of city dump number five. You ready to get out of the shoebox? Yes, but what about Lenny? Lenny's in on his face in my room. And your husband's holding a heater on him. Gerald? Is here? Uh-huh. I see. Puts a slightly different color on things. You don't look very happy. I'm not. What's wrong? It's none of your business. Now, look, baby, I almost got myself bumped off getting you out of this trap. Now, level with me. I'll level, Rocky. But at you, not with you. Get him up. What is this? Kill Fortune Day in Brooklyn? Where did you get the artillery? I had it. I don't get it. You will. Turn around. So, you ain't exactly the damsel in distress I figured you for. <laughs> look, button brain. For reasons of my own, I'm not interested in meeting my dear husband right now. I told Ma and Lenny that he was an escaped convict holding me prisoner. I talked them into hiding me out here and pretending they'd never seen me. How did you manage that? Little money can make people do very noble things. No more talk now. This won't hurt a bit. I'll just... Hold it, Helen. Drop the gun. You keep away from it, Fortune. Okay. Ma, into the shed. You can't do this. Lenny needs a doctor. I'm doing it. Lenny will come to in an hour or so. I, I just kick him... Once or twice. Oh, you're a nice kid. We're even, Fortune. You saved me. I saved you. Shall we dance? 
The only ones who are going to dance are me and my sweet little double-crossing wife. Gerald, I swear I didn't double-cross you. The old woman and her son, they found out about the jewels. They locked me out here and tried to make me give them up. That's a lie. You told us your husband took dope and beat you. You asked us to help you get away from him. That sounds more like my little girl. She's lying, Gerald. They kidnapped me. Sure, sure. Where's the stuff? I hid it. I'll bet you did. Well, find it. It's in the ash can. Here. Is this all the stuff from the Rensselaer job? It's all there, Gerald. It better be. Because you and I are going for a little journey. And you know how it upsets me when somebody tries to pull a fast one on me. It's all there. Okay, Fortune. You and Ma here are lucky. I'm going to give you a chance to stay alive for a while longer. Because you've been so good. Come on, baby. We're going. We're going any place, mister. Well, look who woke up. Step aside, big boy. Not till I finished that little job on you that I started a while back. Hey, don't do it. She isn't worth it. It was a trick. They're both thieves. I ain't interested in what they are and what they ain't. I'm going to take your pot, Baldy, and then I'm going to work on your pal here. I warn you, Lenny. I'll shoot you. You don't scare me. Lenny, don't. Please, Mr. East Hill Groggy. He don't know what he's doing. Tell him to step Lenny, aside. Lenny, don't do it. going to give you something to remember. Lenny! <laughs> Keep away from him, Ma. Ah, you're a murderer, too. Or isn't that news? Shut up. Helen, take Ma into the house and lock her in a cellar. What are you going to do? Never mind that. Get going. Somebody might have heard those shots. Come on, Ma. Jerry, there's a cop standing out at the end of the alley. Is he coming? No, he's just looking around. He heard the shots. Hurry up. Get going. Let's go. And don't try anything. I got 50 grand worth of stuff here. I won't. Okay, Fortune. Help me get this stiff into one of those empty cans. Suppose I don't. I'll kill you. I'll help. Ready? Now. Now, put the cover on. Hello? Shut up. Anybody in that shed? Climb into that other can. Now, listen. I said climb in. One peep and I'll let you have it. Anything you say. Now, get down. I'm going to put the cover on. Now, listen. Do what I say. Okay, okay. Anybody in here? Uh, oh, hello, officer. Oh, I thought I heard somebody in here. Oh, I, I, I live here. I, I just came out to take the garbage cans out front. Oh, didn't happen to hear a sound like a couple of shots a minute ago, did you? Uh, shots or... I, I was rattling these garbage cans so that I, I... I couldn't even hear you come down the alley. Hmm. Funny. I thought sure they came from behind the house. So you're a small man to be handling those heavy cans. <laughs> Let me help you roll them out in front. Oh, that, that's all right, officer. I, I can manage them. Ah, nonsense. I hate to see a man hurt himself. I was out of work for three months myself once, lifting a car off a dead body. What you don't say. Here, here, I'll wrestle this one for you. Oh, oh, my Thompson must do some heavy bacon. Well, here goes. So there I am again, headed for the city dump. I'm afraid to open my app because I don't know whether Gerald has his cannon pointed at me or not, so I figure I'll let him roll me out to the sidewalk before I make my move. 
By the time I reach the street, I'm so dizzy, I feel like I'm in somebody's mixer with the dial set at heavy whip. Oh, thanks, officer. You, well, you, you can just leave them right here. Oh, looks like we missed the morning pickup anyway. Yeah, there's an empty one here. Well, I'll just be moving along. Oh, thanks a lot. You're a real lifesaver. I hate to see a man strain himself. I was... Well, you're in luck. Here comes the garbage truck back from his run. I'll just stop him. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no need for that. Since he's an old pal of mine. Hey, Hennessy. Hey! What's the... Well, well, if it ain't New York's finest officer, Clarence Kilcannon. Hey, Hank, do us a favor, will you? Maud Thompson missed the morning pickup, and she's got a couple of cans loaded to the brim. Would you dump them out? Thompson, huh? Say, you know, I was emptying one of her cans this morning, and a live character slaps out and asks me if this is the subway? Ah, sure, and you're pulling my leg. May I never take another breath if it ain't true? Another drop would be more fitting here now. Hey, Charlie, give the officer a hand with those. I wouldn't want him to strain himself. Ah, up we go. And off with the lid. Oh, no. Top of the can to you. What the... Hey, mister. Hey, come back. Officer, grab him. There's a corpse in that other can. Hey, come back. Come back or I'll shoot. My arm. Ah, stand still. It's just a scratch. Now, what's this about? He shot Mrs. Thompson's son. The body's in the other can. Officer, it's a lie. Yeah, well, we'll just go back and have a look. Hey, wait a minute. What is it? I know you're from someplace. The lineup, maybe? Lineup? By Godfrey, there's an APB out for this character. Gerald Kent, alias Kinsey, alias Kenoy. Wanted for the Rensselaer jewels theft with a woman named Norma Lynn. That's the boy. His wife's inside the house. Well, we'll just go in and see about that. Hey, Kent, what do you want me to do about the garbage? Stick around, Hennessy. We'll be out in a minute with two cans full. And you can dump them off at the city jail. NBC has presented Frank Sinatra as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune. Others in tonight's cast include Frank Richards, Gloria Ann Simpson, Jim Eagles, Virginia Gregg, Eddie Fields, and Maurice Hart. Tonight's script was written by George Lefferts. Andrew C. Love directed. Here is a question. What is the top speed you can safely drive after dark if you have to rely on your own headlights to show up danger? The answer, according to the National Safety Council, is 45 miles per hour. If you exceed 45, you're driving beyond the visibility limit of your headlights. Keep plenty of distance between yourself and the car ahead. The secret of safe driving is simply to use common sense. Take your time, not your life. Tonight, enjoy Fibber McGee and Molly on the NBC Radio Network. Hi, this is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site where we put out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. 
check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. I really had the idea that this was not the way the husband was making it out to be as soon as Rocky had the encounter with the wife, though I didn't know the exact nature of what was going on, of course. Uh, overall, I thought the episode was, uh, like a lot of these, a uh, good mix of humor and drama and nice pacing. It managed to work in a few surprises. The setup for the story, uh, in many ways, calls to mind uh, lots of uh, programs where we've heard uh, people show up at their hotel room only to find that uh, they don't live there, have never lived there, have never uh, seen the people before. And this time, it just kind of gives us a different point of view from the uh, tenant who has uh, moved in. Overall, I really enjoyed Rocky Fortune as a series, and I think I liked it more than I thought I was going to coming in, because I'd heard, I think, half a dozen episodes or so of the series, and I thought it was fine and certainly worth playing on the podcast. But going through the whole series, it manages to do a lot right. Uh, I think Frank Sinatra's charisma carries a lot of the episodes. The writing is not uh, ingenious, but it's pretty often uh, clever, funny, and manages to really take advantage of the uh, allotted time slot, Rocky Fortune, aired uh, generally was in a half-hour time slot with five minutes to the news, so they had to have everything wrapped up in 25 minutes. And that could be a strain on later shows like yours truly, Johnny Dollar, when you get into the later 50s and early 60s. But here they really managed to uh, use this to make the stories tight, fast-moving, and there were just a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, like I said, I don't think it's the greatest radio series of all time, but it's Definitely better than Crime and Peter Chambers, which would replace it on the air. All right, now uh, time for listener comments and feedback. Lanny uh, writes in uh, regarding uh, uh, the episode of Rocky Fortune from March 27th. I just listened to today's broadcast and noticed another movie reference you failed to mention, namely Young at Heart. This 1955 movie is my favorite uh, Doris Day movie, and Frank Sinatra was the co-star. I love your show and look forward to many more years of great entertainment. Uh, grace and peace from Lanny. Well, thanks so much, Lanny. Uh, good point. I'm not expert in all of uh, Sinatra's uh, filmography. I, I don't think it was an intentional reference just because Young of Heart was released in 55 and this was from the spring of 54. But thanks so much for the comment and uh, glad you're enjoying the podcast. That will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Richard Diamond. Next Tuesday, we'll be back with the man from Homicide. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.